welcome to the Discover Your Joy podcast. I'm your host, Maya Urban, the Urban Healer. I'm a life coach, Reiki master, Akashic record reader, and registered nurse. I'm here to guide you towards living a life you truly love by learning to downregulate your nervous system, resetting your energy, and reconnecting to your essence. We'll talk about everything from evidence-based neuroscience tools to ancient healing wisdoms and how you can incorporate these in your everyday life to heal, expand, and feel joy again. For ways to work with me, visit theurbanhealer.ca. Now let's get into the show. Hello, and welcome to the Discover Your Joy podcast. My name is Tamea Urban, and I will be your host. So a few weeks ago, I put out a question box on my Instagram, kind of asking for what interests you, what topics should I cover on the podcast, what are some of your questions. I'm a generator, and I absolutely love responding to people's actual questions that really like build some fire for me, and it like really excites me to be able to have a topic that interests you and that I can lean into it for you. So I've decided that I'm going to create a couple single podcasts on the bigger questions. And then on the smaller questions, I feel like I'm actually going to start doing like a Q&A, ask anything, share all kind of a podcast where we can dive into a couple topics. So that being said, the first question I'm going to answer is what are my personal ways of coping with stress, panic when I'm in the moment? And I think this is such a wonderful question because that happens at every stage of the game. So whether you are brand new to inner work, healing, self-development, or you've been doing it for like a decade, two decades, it doesn't matter. And even if you are a quotations healer or you're a coach or you're into spirituality and you actually share it with other people, it doesn't mean that you become immune to stressful moments. It doesn't mean you become immune to the world throwing you a curveball and you being triggered or you kind of falling into like an older way of being, an older pattern, something that this is really going to throw you off. So please know that that doesn't just end. And I do my very best to share that while I'm sharing things online, especially in my stories and in my posts and my emails where my life is not perfect. There's still things that happen that are uncomfortable. I still have moments where I'm struggling and that's okay. That doesn't make me a worse of a healer, coach, or mentor. It makes me human and you're human. We're all human and humaning is fucking messy. So what do I do when I'm in moments of panic? It was actually also interesting because the person who was asking, I'm pretty sure she's listening. Hi, (laughs) thanks for the question. It's a good one. Like, if you don't mind sharing your own personal ways. And that really intrigued me because, of course, I'll share. Like, why would I keep that a secret? And I don't think that's something that would be too personal to share, anyways. Not to mention, all the modalities that I use in my coaching are things that I have used on myself, whether I've done it self guided or whether it's been like through another mentor or coach. So I've literally created my entire business and my entire one-on-one coaching program based on the favorite tools and techniques that have saved my life and changed my world. So I'm not doing things that are like trendy or like cool or like the influencers are talking about. And it's just like, kind of like, what's the hype right now? What's the buzz? 
no, 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 no. Like I literally do the things that have worked for me, do the things that are scientifically based, do the things that give you results, do the things that actually create transformation in your like mind and your body on like a long-term basis. So what do I do? The first thing, if I'm in this moment of panic and fear and like, I know what my signs are. And that's something that I'm going to actually mention. I invite you guys to take a moment to pause and then notice what are those things that happen when you're in like mild panic, medium panic, and then like full throttle, like panic attack, you're spiraling. Like there's stages to that. You don't just all of a sudden are like losing your mind. I mean, actually you could. So let me like rephrase that. There is a possibility you can just pop into this massive panic attack, but usually there's some warning signs. So I would really recommend for you guys to have more awareness in regards to what are your starting signs. So let me share with you what some of mine are. If I'm starting to get headaches, it means I'm not being balanced in terms of my sleep, in terms of my hydration, in terms of my stress reduction, in terms of my screen time, like I'm starting to not feel grounded and I'm getting a little bit more into like that hustle and grind. So for me, a headache is a telltale sign. If I'm starting to get low back pain, that is like, I'm stressed, something is off, I'm not moving my body, I'm not taking care of myself, something is starting to be off. I get constipated. The moment I'm not pooping once a day, my nervous system is like, bitch, I don't like you. You're doing something wrong. And the moment that happens, I'm not like, oh, I didn't have enough fiber. Let me take some supplements. Let me take some sort of like, I don't know, stool softener or some sort of bowel routine. No, 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 no. My thought is what in my environment is making my nervous system feel triggered, uneasy and dysregulated. And it's not a food thing. I mean, sometimes it is if you've like literally just eaten garbage and you have no like vegetables or fiber or anything in your diet. But if that hasn't drastically changed, mm, something is off. My other telltale sign is if I'm starting to crave coffee, but not in a, mm, I love the taste, I love the smell, this is a beautiful ritual, but in a like, oh, I need a coffee to like give me another booster kick. And then it's like, I'm okay to do that a few times, but if I'm starting to get into like, oh, I need two coffees a day, then it's like, "Uh uh-uh, what's wrong? Something is off. So they're like my starting signs. Then if it's starting to get a little bit worse, I'm going to start getting super tight through my jaw. I'm going to have some tightness through my chest. I would feel like a little bit of like anxiety and kind of like my belly and my chest area. And I might start getting a little bit snippy. And usually before I was married, I wouldn't be too snippy with friends. I would definitely be snippy with family, but that's its own story. But then now that I have like my husband, he's around and he totally picks up on any change in my energy and anything that kind of like, I'm not fully me, like something a little bit off. He picks that up. But I also notice I'll be more snippy, be a little bit shorter and I'll be a little bit more annoyed. And I'm like, hmm interesting. Chances are it's not him, it's me. And I'm like, what's making me feel thrown off? And then of course, then there's the full on like viral panic. You're not okay. You're having a hard time sleeping, or maybe you want to sleep way too much. Like something is really off in your nervous system. So I'm going to share kind of the things that I do and I will just kind of guide you in regards to what some of these tools are. 
But then in terms of what will work for you, it's going to be up to you. And it's also going to really be determined by what is the situation? What is happening? What would soothe you? Because sometimes you might need like a crazy workout. And then sometimes you need to be like lying on the ground crying. So you kind of need to feel into that on your own. So just know that there's options and there's various tools available. And as long as you know what some of those tools are, you're going to have to kind of like play to see like what works in this moment. So one of the biggest things that I'm feeling that is to fucking feel it. You're having this sensation come through your body because your nervous system is triggered and your body is literally trying to tell you something. So for you to be like, shove it down, calm down, it's fine. It's not fine because you're feeling something for a reason. And that's there as like a reminder, as a nudge of like something's not working. In the same way, like let's say you're starting to get yourself kind of like amped up and then someone's like, ma'am, please calm down. You're going to be like, don't tell me to calm down. You're going to lose your shit. So I want you to know that that sensation is there for a reason. And you trying to ignore, avoid, numb it is going to make it worse. It's going to come out at another time or it's going to come out in some sort of disease, ailment, something. Like it's gonna come through. You cannot just bypass that. That's not how your body works. So what I really recommend is to fucking feel it. Are you sad? Be sad. Are you angry? Be angry. Are you feeling frustrated? Like lean into the frustration. And that actually allows that wave of emotion to be completed as opposed to kind of like prematurely be cut off and then it's still lingering and it just manifests in another way, which is going to be more uncomfortable. So I think you need to feel it. And I mean, if you're angry, don't take it out on somebody else. Like whether it's somebody you know, somebody you don't know, don't be an asshole, please and thank you. And do it in a safe, respectful manner. But if you're angry, like go scream into a pillow, go get a pool doodle and hit your couch, go to a rage room, let that out. One of my favorite things is to like let out a super ugly scream when I'm in the car. I mean, do this safely, not driving on the highway or something, but it's like have your car parked somewhere and just fucking scream it out like a crazy person. Like I want you to fog your windows. You're going to feel so good after. Do that. The next thing for me that's really beneficial is breath work. I'm not a breath work facilitator. I use an app. I use other shit. I really love it. There's incredible other breath work apps out there. But I kind of like lean into what do I need? Sometimes I need to be downregulated because me being more amped up is not going to be beneficial. But then sometimes I'm like, amped up and I need to be more amped up to push myself over the edge so I can release whatever needs to be released. And I usually tend to do like a longer session. So maybe like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I remember one time I was having this horrendous day and I needed to re-listen to the same breath work. And it was like a 60 minute long breath work, but it was down regulating. And I had to listen to it twice before I could even get to a state where I was calm enough. Next thing would be get outside, go for a walk. I love going down to the water and then putting my feet into the water, especially when it's like cold as fuck and it shocks your system. And one, being outside, being barefoot, touch a tree. I know this sounds ridiculous. Lie down in the grass. It allows all that extra energy to like move somewhere and it gets absorbed by the nature around you. 
But then let's say if you can't get outside, grab some ice cubes, grab an ice roller, roll it all over your face, roll it in the back of the neck, roll it down on the sides of your neck. You can put it through like around your chest, top of your spine where your head meets the neck, like some sort of a cold shock on your body because it'll actually reset your nervous system. This can also just be, I personally hate cold showers. I'd rather do a cold plunge into a tub, but I mean, use what you got. Maybe you just need to take a nice long shower or maybe you want to take a calming bath, but like do something with the sensation in the moment. And I know sometimes we can't because you might not be in a situation or circumstance where you can be like, all right, I'm taking a break. But if you can, please do it because sometimes We've learned to suppress our sensations and our emotions to such a good level that like we literally like we're like, okay, bye, it's gone. And then you have a hard time re-accessing it because you've shoved it into some sort of like far distant crevice of your body where it's just locked up. So lean into it, feel it, be like super ugly about it. It's like the more sound and the more ugly and messy it can be the more you're releasing that trigger, that trauma, that whatever is lingering within you. The next thing is to shake it out. And this is like literally just like kind of start swaying or kind of like shake your hands, shake, like kind of like do a little bit of a bounce within your like legs, move your head around, shake your hair, and then just shake, 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 and like literally shake it out. And this can turn into stomping. This might turn into a little bit of like, Sound, but you really want to release it. Now, more releasing. Please just cry. Cry. And this might start off as like an angry, frustrated cry. And then it kind of turns into like a sad, grieving cry. And then it turns into a forgiveness cry. And then it turns into just a peaceful cry. But it's like whatever has been sparked within you, it's there for a reason. We are not taught or given permission to lean into the discomfort of those big feelings because you know you got to be a good little girl you got to be quiet you got to be like contained you have to be polite you have to be silent and perfect well fuck that that is how you get energy trapped in your body that will literally manifest in things like heart disease cancers inflammation infertility all those things like if you actually allowed yourself to feel what you're needing to feel, you allow it to be released and it's gone. And this isn't something that's like woo-woo and I'm just kind of like making this up. Like there's so many studies, especially in things like breast cancer or MS in women. These types of women end up having very similar types of personalities where they don't set boundaries. They're people pleasers. They don't take care of themselves. They put everyone else first. They don't speak up for themselves. They don't like to ruffle feathers, but then it's at their expense. And because of that resentment and all that extra energy that's within them, it actually ends up manifesting in very real and very dangerous illnesses. Next thing would be, I mean, this should be like more up on the list, obviously. I hug my dog and like, I don't even need to call her over. If I'm starting to get upset, she is right beside me. The number of times this little angel has like licked tears off my face, like I have stopped counting. She just knows and she just like cuddles into me. And the moment I'm touching her, 
It's like, I'm okay. I'm safe. It's all going to be okay. I'm not alone. She's here. Clearly, she's my emotional support animal through and through. Now, in case you don't have an animal, you can get a soft animal. I know that sounds ridiculous, but like leaning into that inner child healing, you can also get a weighted blanket. I love weighted blankets. Now, if you're new to a weighted blanket, I would say put it across your pelvis as opposed to over your entire body. I would also say don't get a weighted blanket that's too heavy because if it's too heavy, it can actually make you feel more restricted and it can actually trigger more anxiety. So just be mindful about that. I also love to journal. Again, it's like whatever sensation, emotion, or feeling you're having, it's percolated up to the top and it's about to burst out, but it has somewhere, it needs to go somewhere. So if you pick up pen to paper, start writing, that energy and the sensation of that is actually flowing through you, out through your hand, onto a piece of paper. It has been given a space to go. And last thing I would mention that has worked for me, I have a couple incredible humans in my life. And these are humans that I trust with my heart and soul. I know that they have my best interest in mind. I know that they face for me. They would never shame me. And also, if I'm fucking up in something, they're going to call me on my bullshit and then tell me to like figure myself out. So if you have somebody that you know you can trust and you know is dependable, I would say give them a call because often we're like, we don't want to be an inconvenience. We don't want to like be a burden. We don't want to bug anybody. We don't want to be too much. But listen, your close, close friends love you and they're there for you for a reason. And you're also there for them. I know when my friends call me and they're upset, I take that almost like a privilege of like, you love me and you trust me. And in your hard times, you thought of me. Again, I'm very blessed with the people in my life. I also have a very wide range of people in my life. Some of them are elite medical professionals who I would trust like through and through with my health and with anyone I love. So if it's some sort of a medical thing, I know who to call. If it's a spiritual thing, I know who to call. If it's a financial thing, I know who to call. If I'm like upset because my heart hurts or because if it's something, some sort of a trigger from my past, like I know who to call for what aspect. And I feel that's something that's really special to be able to share with someone else. So I would say, don't be shy, reach out, ask for help. We assume nobody will help us, but I know I've learned the hard way that more people want to be there for you than you could have ever imagined. But then unless you ask, they won't be able to be there for you because you haven't shared that part of you. And it's also very healing to share your story. So these are the things that I do when I'm coping through anything that's incredibly stressful, any sort of anxiety or panic. I hope that this was beneficial. I will link some of the apps and things that I've mentioned below. Let me know what you think. And also a small apology. I am still getting over a little bit of a respiratory infection. So I don't sound 100%, but life needs to go on. I still need to record my podcast. I've taken as long of a break as I could. and I'm just antsy and excited to start recording again. I'm sorry, I sound a little bit stuffy. That being said, 
Thank you for being here. Thank you for trusting me with sharing some of this content. And please don't be shy. Reach out if you have a topic you would like me to cover. I'm all ears. I'm here for it. All right. I'll see you guys next week.